0: It's the Saturday Morning Rewatch, where we rewatch old cartoons. Hi, Jess.
1: Hi, Kelly. All
0: right, we're back at it again.
1: Hell yeah. We're still here. Still here. <laughs> we're still here. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're off to a great start.
0: Yep, yep, yep,
1: yep, yep, yep.
0: For background, and I'm only going to say it once, and then we'll be done. Uh, we are recording this uh right after there was a coup attempt oh people got into the capitol building and Jess, you live in the metro dc area and i am from that area so both of us have family friends and many feelings yes we do <laughs> but we're not gonna talk about it nope it's just an ex- FYI. of life, either of us sounds particularly manic it's because it's a manic time
1: it's been a weird <laughs> week you guys Anyway, what did we watch this week? <laughs> we watched Transformers Generation One. Yeah. Generation One.
0: And okay, I'm gonna do a theme song, but I'm here to tell everybody that their timing of the theme song is off because unless you like watch this all the time. Because the way Transformers works is you wanna sing Transformers Robots in the skies. No. No. The way that you sing the theme song is the following. <laughs> Transformers, more than meets the eye. The Autobots wage their battle to defeat the evil forces of the Decepticons. Transformers, robots in disguise. Transformers, more than meets the eye. And if it felt like that took forever, it's because it does. <laughs> There's way more
1: space in between Transformers and then the thing than you think there is. (laughs) That's really wonderful. I have to say that I have a copy, like, Black Lab did a cover of the Transformers theme song, and I definitely have it.
0: Oh, that makes sense. Okay.
1: (laughs) So before we get started, Jess and I,
0: like, both have cartoons that I like to call our formative cartoons. Mm-hmm. Like one of the cartoons that you got really heavily into for one reason or another, and we share one, and it's Batman the Animated Sea of which is fun. A Transformers is one of yours, but it is not this Transformers, it is right? That...
1: Yeah, no. the love of my life is Beast Wars because mm-hmm. I'm a 90s kid.
0: Snaps, like, snaps for Beast Wars, <laughs> 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 and we will get to Beast Wars one day. We will,
1: yeah. I think we're going to talk about Transformers, the original, first. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Did you want to do the thing
0: where it's like, here's the history of it? Yes.
1: I think historically, since we talk about cartoon history on this, it's kind of an interesting one. So, we've already done our episode on He-Man. So, as you know from our other episode, He-Man first aired in 1983 and was the first cartoon ever created specifically to sell toys. And that was for Mattel. But Hasbro did not want to be left behind, uh, so they followed suit, and they sent some representatives to the Tokyo Toy Show in 1983, where they found a series of transforming robot toys, because it's Japan. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So, they partnered with the Japanese toy company Takara, uh, Mm -hmm. and Hasbro got very smart. They made some smart moves that He-Man did not make, and they called up their friends at Marvel Comics who actually wrote some plot and developed some characters, like, just a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. Just enough so that there's, like, a cohesive structure to this show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Unlike He-Man. <laughs> 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 Which I say would love, <laughs> but... Yeah, but unlike that He-Man. That show is bananas. <laughs>
0: it is so bananas, because everything is just happening all at once, and you can see
1: it. <laughs> Yeah, they were like, why can't you have 15 different totally random alien creatures here? <laughs> just for fun. Just for fun. <laughs> Yeah,
0: so He-Man is bonkers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so He-Man's wild, and they did a little more planning this time. So in 1984, the original Transformers series launched, and it ran for four seasons, including a movie that is set between seasons two and three, and the show ended in 1987. It's now commonly referred to as Generation 1 or G1, but that was applied after we moved into Generation 2. Yeah, it's a retrospective name for the show. The main characters. Kelly already did the theme song, which does lay out pretty well what's going <laughs> yes. on. Yes. Thankfully, they do follow that pattern of cartoon. Uh, the main characters are all alien mm-hmm. robots that can transform, and we think mostly they transform into cars and planes. But in fact, no. the original Transformers can transform into many things. No,
0: so many things, <laughs>
1: including sound <laughs> systems, a gun, and a cat. <laughs> <laughs> to name a few. And a camera! And a camera. There are no rules. No rules, <laughs> just write bots. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the story begins with the good Autobots, led by Optimus Prime, leaving the planet of Cybertron in search of new energy sources. However, the evil Decepticons, led by Megatron, who has the best lines.
0: Yeah, he does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they follow them, and in their chase, the two factions crash into ancient planet Earth. They all go into stasis, which is not a term that exists yet, but that's okay. That's what (laughs) happened. until 4 million years later when they wake up in 1984. And the Decepticons of course begin pillaging the planet for energy and soon the Autobots are trying to stop them. The Autobots importantly befriend two humans, a father and son named Sparkplug and Spike Witwick. How is
0: your dad named Sparkplug? I mean, I know we I don't won't know. get there, but okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they of course help the Autobots learn more about Earth and fend off the Decepticons. And oh, I shouldn't end my summary without mentioning Bumblebee, who is is the friendly, almost human-sized bot Mm -hmm. who transforms into a yellow VW bug, and he is quite the popular character. Yep. So that's where my summary ends, but there's a shit ton of (laughs) stuff to talk about in Transformers.
0: Also, we should note before we get too deep into this, there are other podcasts that cover Transformers exclusively, unlike there are other people in fandom who cover this exclusively. As I say usually, please don't at me. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it
1: is important to note that this is a brief overview. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, As I was like writing my notes, I was like, I forgot how big the mountain of Transformers
0: is. Yeah. So this is this is very much us coming from our perspectives. Which of all the cartoons we have watched so far, I am mildly surprised it's Transformers that needs the disclaimer. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, we can talk more in the what has been done section, but this is probably the most wildly successful franchise Mm -hmm. that I think we've talked about.
0: Yeah, yeah, up until this point, like, yeah, because god damn, there's so much lore
1: here. (laughs) So much. Yeah, it's unbelievable like every little it's definitely it reminds me of star wars in a lot of ways mm, in that mm-hmm. like every random throwaway line in the original show now has like a spin-off series <laughs> <laughs> Like, why has this happened but they obviously hit the right note at the right moment yeah
0: they were very smart in terms of how they put this show together how it was presented i guess i do you want to just get right into it <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think you have some feelings. I have
0: many feelings.
1: <laughs> to give a, a background, I come from Transformers fandom and Kelly does not. Yes,
0: I do not. But also, I like—I should say, I'm very vehement on this show about my opinions and how I feel about things. But ultimately, I'm very much not going to yuck someone else's yum. <laughs> this one has tons of things that I genuinely enjoy in everything else and for some reason every time we get close to it my brain is like there is some piece of this that is not for me and i'm like but it has (laughs) it has all this stuff like in my notes i have that this is like just so many things about this that i'm like this is fun like i've written down things like the way that they transform old sayings to be for robots like this will be a piece of oil cake what <laughs> right. Or this is a human after my own central processor. Like, ha. Huh, I love it. That's
1: so stupid. <laughs> they do it so much. They
0: do it so much. There's no rules, just write all transformers all the time. Like it's wild that one guy can actually be 18 guys. <laughs> it's just really funny. <laughs> I do love that there is so much lore. There's so many things that they just do offhandedly and you're like, what? Okay, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go. They're brave in terms of a robot show, which is to say they have robots riding inside of other robots, like literally riding. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you for being brave. Thank you. They talk about, I feel as good as the day I came off the assembly line. So it's like, okay, I know you were built. Like, I get it. You're you're telling me everything I need to know. It's so funny when they fight because so often they're not in, like, their cover forms. And it's just, like, two dudes wailing on each other. (laughs) They have laser
1: guns, but almost all the time they just have fist fights. Yeah like
0: all the time also their laser guns sometimes do not go pew pew. I don't know when society decided the laser guns go pew pew but we did after Transformers (laughs) because some of those guns make the wildest sound.
1: (laughs) they're not consistent.
0: No, not at all. The narrator of this show, amazing. Chef Kiss. He adds all of this gravitas and (laughs) unnecessary depth to the show that is clearly made to sell toys with just an inch of personality, which I love. (laughs) Megatron is an excellent bad guy. He has a very good maniacal laugh, and he is the only person that keeps his eye on the prize at all times. (laughs) Everybody else is, like, dicking around, including Optimus Prime. Everybody else is literally dicking around with whatever's in front of them, and I <laughs> Fucking Megatron is like, I need energy to kill everybody at home. That's what I'm after. Just all the time. <laughs> He's very goal-oriented. It's true. <laughs> and every episode has incredible stakes. Oh, no. They have kidnapped a kid in a wheelchair who knows the equation for antimatter. <laughs>
1: I forgot about that one. What?
0: <laughs> oh, no. Yes. They have taken over a dam and hyper-powered it and they're going to flood a city. What? What? <laughs>
1: I know. I mean, I love a lot of things about Megatron, but one of the things is that people will be like, like in that episode, they're like, oh no, you're going to break the dam. And Megatron's like, I know. He's literally like- I'm going to do it anyway. He's like, get on my fucking level. That's the point. (laughs)
0: Like, Like, why do you think I'm here? God. Okay. So Starscream is the brattiest bottom I've ever seen in my life.
1: (laughs) Yes.
0: You have just hit the nail on the head. (laughs)
1: So true. Also, I'm sure that other people in Phantom
0: are like, yeah, here's the fic about it. And I'm like, thank you. No, thank you. There are mountains. <laughs> There's so much that I should absolutely love in this show. And when you ask me if I like this show, my whole brain is just like, no.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I think I can tell you why that is. Hmm. Or I have a theory. And my theory that why you don't like it, it is yes. because when I first watched the whole like first season of Transformers, the original series, mm-hmm. I was like, watching this show is like watching a five-year-old boy play with his toys. Yes. They, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really make sense, but it feels like a child just telling you what's going on with their robot toys. Yeah,
0: it really does. I mean, like, let's be real, okay? In deference to people who do like this show... He-Man isn't better. Like, the other shows (laughs) of this era are exactly the same vibe. I was I was actually talking to Wraith about it, and one of the things that I totally forgot that is very obvious, there's so many robot sounds, and I am a sound-sensitive person. So every now and again while I was watching an episode, I had to just stop it because it was, like, it was too much of a cacophony going off in my head at once. And I was like, I can't, I can't. So it could be that as well. But, like, I will say on, like, an objective scale... I would give this show a decently high rating. On the Kelly scale, it's like, no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. So it's not hard yeah. for me to watch it, but it's very much for me to be like, hmm. But on that note, I want to know why you love it.
1: <laughs> no, that's fair. Um. Okay, so my first set of notes is really about, like, the fact that in Cartoon Land it's way more cohesive than He-Man. So, like, Mm -hmm. if you're moving from He-Man to Transformers, of course this seems like the bomb.
0: Yeah. There's (laughs) so much plot, comparatively.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think what probably really contributed to its success is that people really fell in love with the characters Mm -hmm. in ways that I suspect the original creators did not expect. Mm, That's fair. There's a lot of different personality types involved. Yeah. And in the show, they're just really kind of glossed over. But I can see, like, if you were a kid and you had the toy Optimus Mm -hmm. Prime, you're going to spend your, like, whole childhood just inventing stories in your brain for this character. Mm -hmm. I guess that's true, too, because the bases
0: of the characters are very elastic, Like, it's not all the same, but they all have just one good nugget of, like, okay, so there's, is it Ratchet, the one that's actually an
1: ambulance? Yes.
0: And he's very much a precursor to, like, Bones in Star Trek. Like, he is both a warrior and a doctor and very much, like, haha, done with your shit. And then there's another one who's always ready to fight, but, like, an old guy.
1: It's Ironhide is like this war vet guy. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
0: Meanwhile, like Bumblebee is like feisty and cute. And then there's like Jazz, who is essentially like an old black guy who's just like cool, but (laughs) also an adult. (laughs) Right. So there's a lot, there's a lot of like just the perfect amount of enough personality with enough room to imprint on.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, for me, personally, the original series is... Like, I saw it when I was a kid, but I didn't pay that much attention to it until I was older. Mm -hmm. The Michael Bay movies came out. I liked the first one. Mm -hmm. The other ones are garbage. Retrospectively, they're all garbage. (laughs) (laughs) But because of them, I went back and watched the original series and was like, oh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It changes a lot as it progresses. I don't know if you watched any episodes from the later seasons.
0: I watched mostly season one to try and get the right baseline.
1: That was what I was most familiar with. And this time I, like, on purpose was like, I've got to watch some of the later seasons. And they're really, like, I think they're trying to be more complex, Mm. which kind of made it more boring. (laughs) But uh, they really, like, expand the universe that they're talking about. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, so there's just so much that you can just play with, I think, which Mm -hmm. is why I think the fandom is so massive. That makes sense. You can just go in and do whatever you want. Yeah. It's just it's fine. Come on. (laughs) It's it's fine. I also I just deeply love Megatron. (laughs) I think that's fair. Yeah, I mean you sent me the line that he says in like one of the first episodes, Mm -hmm. he says to Starscream, Your knowledge is only overpowered by your stupidity. That's such a good burn. Yeah. That's such a good burn. And he's just full of that. Yeah, he really is
0: all the time.
1: One of the things that's kind of hilarious to me is that there's no explanation of why the Autobots are good and the Decepticons are evil. No,
0: they're just bad.
1: Yeah, the only uh, evidence that you get is that the Decepticons are all assholes.
0: Yes, they're mean to each other. And
1: Megatron is the biggest dick
0: mm-hmm. among them. <laughs> yep, big facts. <laughs>
1: Did the uh, Autobots just not like it because you're extremely rude? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, for an ancient society,
0: I could kind of see that because it is one neat thing is that Transformers are future past. You know, mm-hmm. like yes. they're futuristic tech from a futuristic planet that is much older than ours, so they are also from the past.
1: Yes, yeah, it's true. Uh, time is really interesting for Transformers. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe they had another
0: million years of their evolution when you know Decepticons really just were like, "Nah, fuck it, we're not going to be collaborative anymore." <laughs>
1: Right. We're just going to go out and take things from you. Yeah, and fuck the you. Are like, God damn it.
0: <laughs> I will say it's an interesting thought when you look at this as this is a colonizer narrative.
1: <laughs> yes, you said that and I was like, I don't think I had specifically thought of it that way, but yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. It is.
1: <laughs> they just show up and start stealing your resources. And yeah, and so often
0: <laughs> Megatron wants to get the most out of something and that's where the danger comes. He doesn't like sneak into a damn make some energy Energon cubes and be like, cool, in two months I'll have all the energy. I need. No. He's like, hey, go over there and make the river go faster so the dam almost blows up. But right before it blows up, I'm going to take all <laughs> the energy that it has and transport it home. Rad. like.
1: <laughs> yes. It is It is Megatron's ambition that is almost always his downfall. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah. I, I just love it. I also love Optimus Prime because he's the kind of good hero that I feel like... He's just very noble.
0: Yeah, he's I was gonna say he's like a dad. Yes, like he's not like a lone ranger or anything. He's literally like, don't forget to pack snacks for the fight, you guys. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's very do much like. Your
1: jacket? We are
0: here trying to do this greater purpose. Of course, we say like he never struggles with the idea of like Megatron is getting away versus saving a person. He is so busy like saving his team or people that he doesn't even notice that megatron got away
1: like that's true yeah so he's just like this very good person <laughs> yeah
0: good with a capital g yep but also dad traits because there was a moment where many moments where they thought megatron was dead and optimus was like i wish i could believe that and it's like bro <laughs> you could have gone to look for him no he's too busy taking care of people he, he's like if he comes back he comes back <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know. They have a very defensive position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's some of the things that I like. Uh, I did want to note that our very best friend, Frank Welker, is the voice of Megatron. Oh,
0: shit!
1: Yeah. What's up, Frank? Obviously not only Megatron. Yeah. He's also Soundwave and all of the other noises. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Still Obviously. doing what he does best, of course.
1: <laughs> yeah he's here and he finally gets a starring role
0: and he fucking does well with it because megatron's oh, yeah. great like it's a good voice
1: it's a great voice it's so evil apparently uh when the marvel guy was naming megatron he got some pushback i think from hasbro being like that name sounds so scary and he's like he's the main he's bad the
0: bad guy, guy. he's the post- <laughs> like what
1: yeah and they were like well you know, valid points.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love the idea of someone having to go to bat for Megatron. I know. Like, especially now when you hear it and it's almost, like, ridiculous how, like, fake evil it sounds.
1: <laughs> I know, but it's, like, it's synonymous with, like, Darth Vader. A bad guy. Yeah.
0: I mean it's the same thing as Skeletor. Like he is exactly. a he's a big robot. Mega Tron. Cool. We got right. there. <laughs>
1: got it. He's obviously not the good guy. Skeletor.
0: Skeleton man. Bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Love it.
1: Like <laughs> very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Obviously the bad guy. <laughs> In case you were wondering, yes, the Decepticon color choice is purple.
0: Yep. 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 Yep.
1: Although I don't think Megatron's queer coded other than the purple. No, he's, he's just definitely really not mean.
0: Well, I should Starscream, say Starscream.
1: On the other hand, yeah,
0: not in this iteration. But Starscream no. is literally the brattiest bottom I've ever seen in my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, Starscream is a red and white jet. Hmm. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know how careful they were in this.
0: Your move, America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't think the brady bottom is the same color as Optimus Prime. (laughs) Yeah. Do with that what you will.
0: (laughs) I feel like this was probably before so much of the focus on wide color, like, like pure color theory. It was enough to be like, oh, the bad guys are purple because that's close to black, but something we can make toys with, you know?
1: Yeah, I would just say there's just not a lot of intention mm-hmm. <laughs> going on here. Yeah, absolutely. The main goal is always obviously to sell the toys. Mm-hmm. So to talk about a couple other voice actors, Peter Cullen is the very famous voice of Optimus Prime. He voices Optimus Prime in, I think, almost all of the iterations that he's in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's pretty well known.
0: Yep, he is the Optimus Prime.
1: <laughs> he is Optimus Prime, yeah. And he's got a, such a good voice. I think yeah. you, you really are right. That, like, voices are important incredibly. in making this show work. <laughs> uh, between the narrator and Frank Welker and Peter Cullen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, mm. um, Corey Burton plays Spike Uh And his IMDB page is incredibly long. He's also the voice of Dale from Chippendale Rescue Rangers. And he has like a million bit parts with disney cartoons oh okay yeah Huh.
0: that makes uh, sense and
1: he's also he's the voice of moliere in atlantis the lost empire oh okay i could see that that tracks <laughs> <laughs> and the voice of count dooku in star wars Ooh. in the clone wars yeah so that's a good resume yeah i know he's he's also like a narrator in a ton of cartoons <laughs> He's all over the place. I was, like, reading through his list trying to figure out, like, what the major things he's done were, and I was like, there's too many things I can't <laughs>
0: tell. To be fair, I feel like when you get a job with, like, a major company, it they just put you on a list, like, flavors, you know? It's like, oh, we need yeah. vanilla. Call that guy. We need chocolate. Call this guy. Like, it's just, yeah.
1: <laughs> Definitely. We need a monkey sound today. Somebody call Frank Welker.
0: <laughs> Welker, get over here. <laughs> we need six animals. Stat. <laughs>
1: Okay. <laughs> Surprisingly, Casey Kasem, Ooh. who also voiced Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, yeah. voices Teletran One, which is the computer for the Autobots oh. and several characters, like smaller characters.
0: Now that one I didn't clock is a familiar
1: voice. Me neither. I think I it's because it's, it's, it's so it. like roboticized. Mm, yeah, Teletran One is pretty yeah robotic. So yeah, so there's just so many dazzling lines from Megatron. <sighs> I don't know. There's no explanation about why he is the way he is.
0: He just is. Also, I do like that while Starscream is a bratty bottom, Megatron is literally always like, if you want to fucking rule the Decepticons, my guy, I'm right here. Go for it. And every time Starscream is like, I'll get you later. And Megatron's like, no, you won't.
1: (laughs) Oh, but I did watch, I watched an episode called Starscream's Brigade last night, Mm -hmm. which was fantastic.
0: Oh, did he do it?
1: He does it. Oh! He, he tries, anyway. He takes his shot, but of course... It's, he's bad at it. It doesn't kill Megatron. Yeah. <laughs> so Megatron is like, get the fuck out of here, and exiles him to an island where he finds a bunch of World War II, like a tank and a helicopter <laughs> and some other like leftover stuff that's like buried in the sand. Yeah, And he brings them to life. Of
0: course he can do that. Sure.
1: Yes. Well, he... he... <laughs> In a an elaborate plot that works very smoothly, he goes back to Cybertron, uh-huh. and like he like breaks out some personalities of like imprisoned Decepticons, oh. and then brings them back and puts them into the vehicle. My God. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they become transformers, and they become the Combaticons, and they work for Starscream. Good name. he's not that good at controlling them.
0: No, because he sucks. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's not a good leader. (laughs) So he does fight with Megatron and he beats Megatron for like a minute until I think it's another group of Decepticons who are just like, I actually would rather follow Megatron than Starscream.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I do like the implication that being leader of the Decepticons is half battle half like skill you know like you have to be strong and be able to fight everybody but you also have to have good plans yes and starscream has bad plans Mm -hmm. (laughs) his plans are always attack somebody
1: (laughs) yeah he really doesn't think it through a lot Mm -mm. he gets shot down all the time Mm
0: -hmm. both figuratively and literally
1: oh yeah (laughs) yeah He's supposed to be, like, the best fighter jet among the Decepticons, but that doesn't really come through in the show. No. <laughs> I mean, it's it's very
0: much a level of, like, we've talked before about how villains abusing their henchmen is a thing that neither of us like. Uh-huh. Megatron does not often abuse his henchmen, but he does, like, fucking shade the shit out of Starscream, because Starscream <laughs> is just around all the time being like, Megatron, you ain't shit, your plans are bad, and you're stupid, and Megatron is just like, You are the worst. Literally the worst.
1: Yeah. I mean, Starscream, like, says his plans to depose Megatron to Megatron's face. (laughs) All the time. And Megatron's like, if you say that again, I'm going to shoot you. And then Starscream's like, I don't want to be shot. Please don't shoot me. Yeah. And then
0: Megatron's (laughs) like, fine. And I guess that's the answer to why he's kept around is because he's a good fighter jet. But, woof. Like, Starscream trying to be leader is is like, no, sir.
1: (laughs) I was thinking about the fact that, like, I really have multiple times complained about not liking leaders who abuse their minions. Mm -hmm. But there was... I don't know if it was in the Starscream Brigade episode or another one, but it has like Starscream complaining about the fact that Shockwave gets complimented all the time, and he's like, oh, it's Shockwave this and Shockwave that. Why are you always saying so many nice things about Shockwave? And then Megatron's like, he's an ideal soldier. He's humble and respectful. <laughs> and Starscream's like, he has much to be humble about. So they are literally arguing about mm-hmm. how Megatron compliments another Decepticon <laughs> <laughs> instead of Starscream. Which, again... He is a bratty bottom. He wants attention. He wants attention. He wants so much attention.
0: And he is not getting it, so he is being a brat.
1: All the time.
0: 24-7. Like, never off his bullshit. Always a brat. Always.
1: Yeah, I think that summarizes Starscream pretty well. What you may not know, Kelly, is that Starscream is immortal. What? Yeah. This is not revealed (laughs) until later but he is killed multiple times and he always comes back. Are manic. you kidding? So now it is like official in the canon. Starscream's spark which doesn't exist yet but will later. <laughs> <laughs> the essence of him, basically his soul, yeah, cannot die. Wow. And travels around the universe like randomly possessing other bots. What? So there's like a ghost of Starscream thing and it shows up a lot.
0: Okay, so not gonna lie, the next time I have an, untron- an electronic misbehaving, I'm gonna be stopping. Such a Starscream. <laughs> <right laughs> what? That's wild. Yeah. Is he the only immortal one, or like Megatron and Optimus also immortal?
1: Um, Starscream is the only immortal one. Oh my god. That I can. There are later. There are some other like. There's an attempt, this this is in Beast Wars. <laughs> of course, yes. There's an attempt by Autobot and Maximal scientists to recreate the accident of Starscream's spark, but it, of course, goes horribly wrong.
0: Oh, my God. So he's immortal, <laughs> not only, like, by accident, but he is the only one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean... I guess he does win in the end. <laughs> they live a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they die like mortals die, but obviously they can be killed. Yeah. Which does bring me to the Transformers movie, mm-hmm. which I haven't seen because it sounds a little rough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, animated movie, Michael Bay movie. Which one are we talking the, about? The
1: the animated gotcha. first original Transformers movie. Okay, good. Yes, that is set in this universe. Yes, it's set between seasons two and three, mm-hmm. and they kill a lot of characters, what? including Optimus Prime. <gasps> No, they don't. Yeah. Why would they do that? They do because this show is made to sell toys. Oh, so they need new toys. They needed new toys. Yeah. They needed to get rid of the toys they were discontinuing. Oh, However, this was obviously a little bit upsetting.
0: Yeah, the babies <laughs> probably cried.
1: Probably. Oh I was looking through reviews and like some people from the 80s Remember it, Fawn. Like, they were like, This was like, Whoa, in depth. I really loved it. I don't really care what people think about it now because it meant something to me mm-hmm. as a kid. I was like, That makes sense. But I was like, I don't really want to watch a movie where like a huge swath of the characters <laughs> die. But I mean, they bring him back, don't they? Optimus does come back. Mm-hmm. Not all of the other They have new characters in the later. Oh, God. Some of the characters are the same, yeah. but some of them are not.
0: That's awful.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a thing they don't really do in children's cartoons
0: anymore. Anyway. No. Be- like, people who die in children's cartoons are bad guys, and they mostly die off screen. <laughs> wow.
1: Okay. So, they can be killed, and they sometimes are. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did also think it's a really... The violence part is kind of an interesting shift from He-Man, mm-hmm. because, like, we talked about... He-Man's not even really allowed to use his sword. No. But... Autobots and Decepticons have laser guns, and they shoot at each other all the time. Yep. Nothing really happens as a consequence of them shooting at each other.
0: Well, it does. It's just hard to tell, because they managed to, like, accidentally hit that line of not human enough that you hurt, mm-hmm. but understandable enough that you are like worried for a character. Cause I was watching, it was like very often the Autobots get hurt and they're like, oh my chassis. Or like, yo, so <laughs> there was one where um they were like, my battle computer's offline. I can't move. And someone had to like log in over the internet and use him as like essentially just direct him yeah. what to do. And it was like okay, cool. Oh, wow, fine. So they they get hurt like pretty often. It's just, they're never like leaking oil or parts falling off of them or screaming in pain. They're just like, ah, my joints. (laughs) (laughs) It's true.
1: Yeah. And I think the point about them not being human is probably how they managed to do that Mm -hmm. at the time. Yeah. Because, yeah, like I said, there's a lot of restrictions on what He Man's allowed to do. Exactly.
0: I have to say, it's very much like He Man 2.0, you know? Like, they Uh still throw a lot of rocks and fall into a lot of rivers and do a lot of, like, oh, no, acid rain, you know? But, like, they get hurt, but not in an identifiable way. Right. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Don't worry, that changes in the 90s. (laughs) The 90s are like, (laughs) we can have violets, kids! (laughs) yeah i'm really uh like the more i think about this and the more we go through these cartoons i'm like god damn yeah Mm -hmm. cartoons hurt us oh yeah
0: they do they're always that formative experience that's what i mean of like your core cartoon there's always one you kind of latch onto, and then you look back later and be like damn that is a thing that explains either a a lot about me the time where i grew up or why i like the things that i like
1: (laughs) It's true. Well, it was funny because I was thinking about Beast Wars and then I realized that Animorphs and Beast Wars oh are both my God. stories with things that transform into animals about war. Yes!
0: They're exactly <laughs> war stories. Whoa, I did not what? draw that line.
1: <laughs> I didn't either Whoa. until now, which I probably really should yeah. have before.
0: Dang.
1: Right? Wow. It's like, what did the 90s do to me?
0: Side note, always shout out K.A. Applegate. She is a fucking queen. Anyway...
1: She is. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> and, uh, hey, we're going to get there. We
1: did talk about doing an next.
0: And then we'll do mine so that it's not just like you
1: feeling like you're exposing yourself. <laughs> it's okay. You should tell them what yours is.
0: Oh, well, see, I feel like everybody's going to be mildly disappointed because yours has these in-depth things about no, it.
1: It's
0: fine. I love... <laughs> well, I
1: feel that way.
0: But... Well, I mean, yeah. I love Thundercats. Thundercats is one of my formative cartoons and it's because it's so bad. (laughs) I think it's gonna be really fun though. It's so bad and it's so stupid and I love it with my whole heart (laughs) and Chitara is why I didn't realize at first I was gay. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Like truly. (laughs) Anyway we're still talking about
1: Original Transformers. <laughs> original Transformers. Which, you know, it gave birth to all of these other cartoons. Yeah, so. it
0: it went for a while. Like, honestly, I have to just hand it to them because they truly got the formula right that time.
1: You know? They did. I think it was pretty critical to, like, the further development of cartoons. Yeah. Like, He-Man is, like, the first idea, mm-hmm. and then Transformers is, like, oh... Yeah. Wow. We can do so much. Right?
0: It's the idea refined for a perfect world of capitalism. Like, they figured yeah. out, like, alright, this might not be the most perfect cartoon, but we've figured out the toy thing, you guys. We fucking <laughs> yeah. got it. We got the oh, franchise. We got it. <laughs> we've got them.
1: <laughs> we have tapped that child market and we are never letting Never. Go.
0: <laughs> literally never. Because it's still happening. Which is like, The perfect segue into what's happening now, but before we get there, I just want to say shout out to Soundwave, who, from my viewing, is the most useful and best Decepticon. Yeah, because he's like nine guys,
1: (laughs) he's very popular as a character because he's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) he's very evil. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, and he has a bunch of kids.
0: Yeah, he's got so many little babies, he does everything perfectly the first time, he's a good spy. And literally Megatron's like, here's the plan. And Soundwave's like, cool, I can execute that by myself because I'm like 15 guys.
1: <laughs> I tend to think of Soundwave as like Mirror Spock. Mm, mm-hmm, yeah. He's got that vibe where he's like very logical but very devastating. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> What's your favorite bot overall? Oh, man, from the original series. There's so many. <laughs> Tell me all of them. <laughs> Well, as noted, I really deeply love Megatron and mm-hmm. Optimus Prime and Starscream. I'm not really a Bumblebee fan, mm-hmm. although I have to say I did really like the movie that came out a couple years ago. I haven't seen that one. It was good. It's cute. Oh, okay. Yeah, I liked it. Hmm. It's a pretty good shift away from the Michael Bay movies. Okay. Because it really returns to the fact that we identify with the robots as characters. Yes. Yes. So it scales it down, and it's really about Bumblebee and the girl, the human that he meets. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Yeah. So there's stuff in the background, and it's still happening within... It's a prequel to the Bay movies, Mm. but the storyline is much clearer. Okay. So it's cute. And, like, heartfelt. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So Bumblebee generally, in the original series, don't really care that much. I like Jazz. We didn't talk about Jazz. Yeah, we didn't talk about him a lot, but he's, he's pretty rad for a robot. We could talk about Jazz. Yeah, I did want to note that he's voiced by a black man, mm-hmm. which I was honestly shocked by. Yeah, because he's black-coated, but
0: you never know who's actually behind that voice. <laughs> yeah,
1: but uh, Scatman Crothers, hmm. who also plays Dick Holleran in The Shining, oh, voices Jazz. Hmm. He's a pretty important character. Mm-hmm. He's also a character that recurs in a lot of the other series. Mm-hmm. There's like a core set of characters that are like the most common, like throughout the rest of the franchise. And obviously Optimus and Megatron recur often. Starscream shows up a lot. Jazz shows up pretty frequently, and Bumblebee, or iterations that are similar to Bumblebee, Ratchet and Ironhide, uh, because they're like the medic and the old vet, and you have to have that. Yeah, of course, that's the part of the away team. (laughs) Yeah. So um, then there's a few others, but those are really key characters. In the original series, I do also really like mirage oh is that the guy who disappears yeah the spy who disappears and doesn't want to be fighting this war at all yeah i just think he's really an interesting addition to the show Mm -hmm. like you've got basically a coward yeah uh (laughs) like who's fighting this war for you like with you even though he doesn't want to i think they like accidentally introduce these little drops of like interesting characters. mm-hmm how fascinating (laughs) again it's the
0: show being like perfectly on that line of enough for you to identify with and be like oh I like this with still enough room to say ooh I bet he also does X you know like to truly like draw that out because I didn't I most of my episodes with Mirage were him like playing jokes
1: yeah he's pretty good at that being able to turn invisible makes it yeah <laughs> pretty easy to do pranks also
0: he does oh fuck they say holograms weird oh they do what do they say they call them holograms yeah they say yeah. holograms which is like excuse me what's happening but he also
1: <laughs> no one's ever seen he can also do holograms to look like other yeah, transformers yeah that's right it's true they have a lot of fun yeah There's also the topic of gender, which Mm. I don't want to get too into, but there are initially no female robots. Yep. It's literally like 20 guys on each side and that's it. (laughs) Right. They do eventually introduce rc who is a pink convertible Uh Um, and there are other female robots later on and of course since the original Mm -hmm. they've introduced many many more female robots
0: (laughs) this is before we have the captain planet effect where you have to have a certain amount of diversity yeah it's true or else you don't count
1: (laughs) right so they do improve that a little bit over time but I feel like, yeah, they still fall into the, like, well, we're marketing this to boys. And Mm -hmm. you're like, you realize that girls are half the market, right? Yeah,
0: you cannot ignore half of the market. Especially (laughs) Unless you're
1: going to make... Come on. I don't know why you don't think girls are going to like alien robots. I love alien (laughs) robots. So, yeah, I don't want to delve too far into that because there's a lot, Mm -hmm. but... That's good. We can go to what's been done if you want.
0: Uh Oh, yes. But I had two other quick notes. Sure. Uh, One, I do love that in the initial series, the robots are not scared of people. Like, <laughs> no. they just fucking bust into government buildings because, like, give us your energy! And the government's like, we're going to shoot you. And they're like, ha ha ha, your weapons mean nothing. So like, <laughs> yeah. in the initial Transformers, literally both the Autobots and Decepticons are just like, Hi what's up? (laughs) Like, they're not worried about the world at all. They're just like, no, yeah, we're here. We're having a fight. You can either help or get out of the way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They have no fear at all, which seems very valid because the humans pose no threat to them, as far as I can
0: tell. None. And that was my other thing, is that every now and again, the father and son team try to help in the fight. And it is so funny. (laughs) There was one where, like, the (laughs) robots were fighting underwater and the kid is just above yelling, hey! Hey, are you okay? And then when one of the Decepticons leaves the water fight, the kid runs up to him and goes, Hey, what happened to the other guy down there? And the Decepticon shoves him into the rocks and says, He's dying! (laughs) He doesn't say he's dying, but he says, like, He's staying down there. And he's like, No! So he's, like, swim underwater, and he gets one rock off of the robot and then runs out of air, and the robot has to rescue him. (laughs) it's like you can't even rescue your friend bruh go home (laughs) you and your dad need to leave (laughs)
1: It's really not safe for you to be in the middle of a robot fight. No,
0: and it points to what you said, too, that the show is designed for you to identify more with the bots than with the people, because the people are literally, like, the worst versions of Mary Sue inserts you could think of.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, it's pretty evident that the human characters are there because someone was like, well, you have to have a human focal point.
0: Yeah. It's like, we really don't. You you really don't. But and <laughs> even then, like, so there was that one bot who was like, Computer was offline, but it was only his combat computer, so he was fine. But a tech wizard like helps him fight, and then they're like, Whoa, you're so cool! and it turns out it's a kid in a wheelchair who also has the equation. For anti-matter? (laughs) He's very smart. Which was like, what? So he rips apart a floppy disk at one point. Oh, wow.
1: Because
0: Megatron (laughs) wants the equation. So Megatron just kidnaps this kid and reads his mind. (laughs) Which I was like, wait, you could just do that. We don't even have to introduce anything. Literally just put two fingers on this kid's temple and said, ha i have it now and i was like wow. bro what
1: <laughs> and they will never mention it again never
0: never and i was like <laughs>
1: excuse me <laughs> what yeah so right. yeah the
0: humans are almost entirely useless in this show
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes they're good for stealing energy from that's about it that's it yeah
0: mm-hmm. all right so now we can say what's been
1: done with okay it. so good lord <laughs> <laughs> uh, I won't be able to list. I'm not going to list everything. I'm not even going to try. No. This is a multiverse. Mm-hmm. Probably because they let Marvel help.
0: Yeah. Oh, hey, it's kind of like the first Marvel verse. Now that we have multiples,
1: yeah. It's the first one they ever did. All right. It is pretty early on. Um, some of the series are only in Japan. Wow. I mean, you can probably get them, but they were made in Japan and mm-hmm. showed only in Japan. Mm-hmm. According to Wikipedia, <laughs> there are 26 Transformer series in the franchise that's too many <laughs> totaling 1100 episodes what? I did not yeah. know that I thought
0: there were like 7
1: <laughs> no 26 I don't even know about some of them wow. they're off the charts there are also comic series uh-huh. from Marvel Dreamwave and IDW wow. um, and others Dang. there are at least 11 novels
0: I shouldn't be surprised but I am <laughs>
1: And if we want to use, I know we've talked about the video game index for judging, oh, like, yeah. the success of a show. Mm-hmm. There are 35 Transformers what? video games. <laughs> 35? 35. Jesus so, and of course, we cannot go without mentioning the infinite toy lines. Oh, yeah.
0: No, that's just... Oof.
1: yeah transformers toys are like a billion dollar business or hasbro mm-hmm. and they definitely like kicked open the doors for this model of tv show toy franchise mm-hmm. including my little ponies and power rangers
0: oh yeah i was gonna say i wonder if anybody has done it quite as hard as transformers but then you mentioned my little pony yeah. and power rangers, <laughs> and i'm like oh yeah those guys whoops <laughs>
1: Yes. Somebody else was like, Hey, girls are half the market yeah. <laughs> I can also do this? Red. Yes. So uh, it's an unbelievable franchise. Yeah. It's
0: a lot.
1: I saw I, while I was like looking through things there was like a Bloomberg article <laughs> from a few years I think it was right before the Bumblebee movie came out mm-hmm. that was like talking about the the faltering franchise needs a like another boost am so, like <laughs> After I read through this, I was like, I don't think there's anything wrong with this franchise. (laughs) It's doing fine. (laughs) It's fine. It doesn't need any help. Wow.
0: Amazing.
1: I think there's like a new series that's on Netflix now. It's endless. Oh,
0: there's so many Transformers. (laughs) They're always with us. Many. We will always have the robots the disguise.
1: <laughs> we will always have alien robots that turn into other things. <laughs> alien robots
0: don't say I love you. They give you a new toy line. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that, wow, a lot.
1: <laughs> a lot. A lot, a lot. It's just unbelievable. And I've only seen a handful. I mean, I've seen original I've seen Beast Wars and Beast Machines, which is the sequel series, and then like Transformers Animated and like some episodes of some of the other series. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there's some big ones like Robots in Disguise and some other ones that people really like, but I am not made of time (laughs) and haven't seen them all. (laughs) But I have to say, like, I think. Future editions really latched onto the fact that, like, oh, people love the characters, mm-hmm. and we can just make stories about these alien robots in this universe, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Beast Wars does not have a main human character. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Beast Machines takes place on Cybertron, so there's nobody in that one. I don't think I've ever seen Beast Machines. It's weird. I- <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I watched it, The last time I watched it, I liked it better than I had when I first saw it, when it first came out, Mm -hmm. but I still, it's still weird. I don't know if I would recommend it. I don't
0: know. (laughs) You see that they, like, the the tone of voice you're taking is, like, when someone is over your house and they see a book on your shelf and you're like, uh, I
1: I don't know if you should read that one. (laughs) Right? Like, I don't know if I would recommend this particular one. I watched it, but I don't know. That's
0: fair. (laughs) Listen, it's fine. Transformers is your world, and that's okay. Cause like,
1: okay.
0: Yeah, I think this is technically a rewatch in part for me because I saw some of these episodes, not a lot of them. Like literally, this was like a on late on a a, you know a boomerang channel type thing where I would see like ten minutes and be like, ugh.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they were only like rarely on when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Show ended you know, before I was born. Exactly. Yeah. For both of us <laughs> there. But
0: Beast Wars, I know I watched and was like in between, like I was sort of like, it is on, I'm watching it, I'm enjoying it, but I don't think I seeked it out. So Beast Wars will be much more of a rewatch for me.
1: I kind of wish my feeling about Beast Wars now in terms of like telling other people about it is that I wish someone would take the exact story and dialogue and just reanimate it. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like the the hard part for people who did not love it as a child is the animation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it doesn't bother me because I watched it a whole bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, it just happened in the late 90s. they have never done a whole CGI cartoon before. No, I
0: feel the same way about the look of Beast Wars as I do about the animation of Reboot. Like, it's so do you know clearly. Why that is? Is it the same people? It is. <laughs> okay, then there you go. Yeah, it's the same. It's it's people trying their hardest with tech that hasn't fully caught up. Yes. And it's it's interesting to be on the other side of that now where people have to, like, work really hard to still make the animation feel animated sometimes. Because, like, every now and again a 3D movie comes out here and everybody's like, oh, that face is so weird. It's too real, you know? Yes. So Yes
1: i really hope that sticks <laughs> like, yeah do not make me enter the uncanny valley nope. with
0: your animation <laughs> i will not go there so i i kind of have a soft spot for the chunky stuff when we were still figuring it out but I had stories to tell
1: maybe you won't hate it
0: <laughs> i don't i don't think i hate these Wars. like i don't think it's okay, gonna be good. i remember liking it it just not was it was not the cartoon that immediately my whole brain went <gasps> this you
1: know <laughs> it got me hard that's fair we will talk about it. I just have to decide how many episodes you need to watch. Yes,
0: because you, you fully direct that one for me.
1: <laughs> uh, I guess I can wrap this up because I don't have anything else to say about that's it. That's
0: fair. How do you want to rate it?
1: Um, Wow, that's hard. Personally, I don't care that much. It's like a six, but like mm-hmm. historically, it's obviously really significant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go with like a seven okay.
0: and a half. <laughs> you know what? I feel like on my trying to be objective scale, it lands in the same place for me. Like, I get it. Mm. I see what it what it's doing, what it does, and everything. On, like, the Kelly's personal scale, it's, like, negative three. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm just really, I'm very much like someone's like, do you want to watch this? My brain is like, what else you got? Yeah, <laughs> Literally, sure. what else you got? <laughs>
1: It does make me laugh a lot.
0: It is funny. And that's that's why I can be a little bit more objective about it. Because, like, it's funny to watch. It is. Yeah. And even in the fact that it is a toy selling machine, it's still got a decent amount of heart and all spark and shit in it. So, Aww. yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's just very much like Kelly, as a child, was hiding how much of a girly girl and horse girl she was. Aww. You know? So, be like... Beast Wars worked because the robots were animals, so I was like, "All right, okay, right?
1: yeah, they were smart, <laughs> right?" But when they're
0: just robots, my whole brain's like,
1: yeah,
0: "What else you got?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where's the
0: horse? Like, is there a horse one? I see there's a cat, but there's no horse one, so I'm outie. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Okay, yes, then you guys just just keep on hold the idea that we're doing a Beast Wars episode and it's going to be Jess's turn and I am excited and I hope you are too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye. This show is produced by us, Kelly and Jess. The music we use is sung by Kelly and can only be found here. You can find us on Twitter at PodSMRW, all one word, If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate it on iTunes and leave a review. Thanks for listening!